I was waiting to unravel and see what all this would lead to. You know, the envisioning of all my dreams, the hope and the confidence and the positive expectancy that had been injected into my spirit. I knew that it was not to be wasted. Somehow, this phoenix rose up. Welcome to Next Level on Purpose with John Maturi, a podcast for trailblazing professional women who are feeling disillusioned in their nine-to-five jobs. Hello, my lovelies. Welcome to this episode where I will be sharing quite a bit about myself, quite a bit about how my purpose was bathed out of my deepest despair. And what I'd like you to get out of this episode is really what it takes to be tenacious, what it takes to be resilient, and above all, what it takes to have that confidence and that belief that no matter whatever season you are in your life, everything will turn out for your good. So let's get straight to it. And I love to share stories and I'm going to give you my story, the real raw story leading to where we are at right now. I want to take you back. Let's go to the year 2014, December. I was in my corporate office in the United Nations office in Nairobi. Very blessed to have a job that I absolutely loved a job that gave me a lot of delight but deep inside I knew that there was so much more that needed to be squeezed out that there's so much innate potential within me that needed to be exploited right and I felt ripe I felt like a ripe tomato right that if you bust it anytime all this juicy potential would ooze out however I was comfortable I was in a job that I, as I said, you know, gave me deep satisfaction. It paid me well. And it, it helped me to live a more than average life. So why would I let go of that? Why would I release that? Yet I could tell that, you know what, Joanne, this season is going to shift. This season is going to change. Now, as I go to this Christmas, as I share with you this Christmas story and exactly what happened on that day, I'm going to give a bit of a backstory. I came to my office, switched on my computer. It was the 26th of December. My family had just flown for the holiday, which I could not be a part of because I was reporting to work. I was what they call core staff. So it was critical for me to be in the office on that day. There was not much activity. And as I logged onto my computer, I was like, oh, I'd love to sort of get myself into the zone of desire, the zone of the things that really make me happy. And boom, up came Pinterest. 
And I sat there for a few minutes, just scrolling through the images on Pinterest, you know. I sat down and was just literally picking out stuff on Pinterest and just all the things that I want to experience, all the things that I want to be a part of my life, all the things that I was craving and yearning for. And as I pinned them, right, I could feel it in my spirit. I could feel it in my soul that these experiences were for me. You know, a lot of the clients that I worked with, with the UN were people who traveled a lot people who went to different destinations. And every time they came to my office, they would give me a story. They would narrate to me uh, what it is that they experienced in the different continents of the world, the different countries that they were. I was there to serve the people who served the world. And as they served, uh, I knew that part of my calling was not just people from the context that I knew, but from a completely global outlook, right? So there I was pinning different things. And one of the things that I remember so categorically pinning was the desire to have my own business. Another pin that I had was travel destinations. One of them, I have to tell you, included Santorini in Greece. And the next one was Paris. And another one was the Amalfi Coast in Italy. And on and on I went. Why am I giving you this story? Because just a few months prior to this date, I was minding my own business in my office, literally serving, doing what it is that I was put there to do. And I felt this massive pain in my abdomen, but I just thought it's something fleeting, nothing major, but it continued to progress through the day. And when we finished uh, work in the evening, I drove home, but had a gym session that I needed to attend. So I said the exercise might help me. So I got home, changed into my exercise gear, and off I headed to the gym. When I got to the gym, I found my trainer there very excited. He was, you know, he could not wait for us to start our session and help me warm up, do the treadmill warm-ups and a few other things there, but I was really straining because I was not feeling well. Now, we did a bit of exercise and at some point he asked me to go on the floor so that I could be able to do some sit-ups and some planks and I could not move. My body simply could not move. And you know how it is sometimes when we are exercising, my trainer thought I was playing. He thought I was joking as I love to joke and play around, but he looked at me and saw that there was something not good. So we ended the session there and he helped me up. I felt really dizzy. He asked me to take some water, sit down for a few minutes before I could get some energy to at least find my way home. I drove home very weak, very tired, but somehow, you know, I, I just thought it's the fatigue that comes with work that I've had a few days and then the pain in the abdomen, it's just something fleeting. So I knew that if I had a good night's sleep, I would wake up in the morning and everything would be back to normal. You know, take a couple of Panadols, drink lots of water, and in the morning, everything would be back to normal. So off I went to bed and when I say that I hardly stepped a wink, I am not joking. 
But when I finally did get some sleep, which was in the wee hours of the morning, what woke me up was the sound of my alarm. And at the same time, my phone was ringing. So as I stretched my hand to try and reach for it, my head could not move. Literally, I was, it's like something was pinning me down to the bed and I could feel that extreme pain again cripple me. I knew something just wasn't right. And as my phone was ringing, what felt like it was ringing from a distance, right? Somehow I, I willed myself to, to get this phone. And it was my boyfriend, now husband, calling me from the United Kingdom. And the first thing that I said to him is that, Fred, I'm not well. And he says, what is it? And I say, what I was feeling yesterday, I'm feeling times a million. I cannot even lift my head up. I don't know what to do. And he says, you have to find a way to get out of bed and get to the hospital. By now, you can sort of tell the person that I am. Somehow or the other, I dragged myself out of the bed, but I did not go to the hospital. I went to the office. Why? because that was what was expected of me. That is what I had believed. I knew that my job was my top priority at the time. And I knew that if anything really major happens, then I will make it to the hospital. But I needed to report to my desk on time. And I wheeled my way to the office. I was really not well, but somehow I started the day but around midday, I remember calling my colleague, Don, a good friend of mine, and telling him, I'm not well. And he says, you do not look well. I said, I'm going to cross over. From my uh, office in the UN across the road was a, a mobile clinic from one of the satellite hospitals in Nairobi. And I asked him if he could just give me a lift, drop me there because I was not feeling capable of driving, of operating a car. So he was very kind to take me across the road. And when I got there, um, they, they said to me that I would need more extensive tests, but that the tests that they needed to be done could not be taken from that particular clinic because they felt that it was important for me to be seen at the bigger hospital so I went back to work and said that I'll go to the hospital in the evening. Why am I giving you this backstory? It's because every piece that I'm sharing leads to the next. So back I went to work, as you'd expect, really struggling. Uh, but I did what I needed to do. And just as I was about to leave for the day, a friend of mine texts me, from the hospital saying that she has just had her baby. We had been waiting for this baby. I was very excited. And I said, oh, I'm actually uh, coming to the hospital anyway. So I will come and see you first and then go and get the test that I need. So I drove to the hospital. Can I repeat that? I drove to the hospital after work. And when I got there, again, struggled to get my way to my friend's um, room, the maternity section of the hospital. And when I got there, I was so weak 
she could see it. She said, you don't look well. I said, no, I'm, I'm going to go to the A&D after this, but I just want to see the baby. And as we were waiting for the nurse to bring the baby, uh, when the nurse came to me and she was about to give me the baby, I said, I cannot hold the baby because I will drop. You know, the baby, I was feeling so weak. And the nurse said, you look it. She's like, don't even waste one more minute. Please find yourself downstairs to the A&D. What I did not know, my darlings, is that this was what was going to become one of the biggest life-changing moments of my life. Every single one of us has the ability to decide and choose exactly how we want our lives to be. But sometimes we get caught up with the distractions, the stress and obligations of daily life that we consider this choice a luxury. It does not have to be that way. Well, the good news is that there is a solution and it is the recognition that the most important part of this puzzle piece is you. You will always have to go back to you. So why not start with you? The next level on Papa's group coaching program will help you start the year from an elevated place by getting back to you fast. This is the only personal development program you'll need to start the year on a high with your mind, body, and spirit in the right place. When you work on yourself from the inside out, you allow yourself to experience real transformation with the absolute confidence to say yes to your divine calling without reservation. And that is why I created this personal development group immersive experience just for you. At the end of the 12 weeks, my promise to you is that you will live with unparalleled confidence in yourself and what you have to offer to the world, an aligned vision for your life, a deep understanding of your top desires, values, passions, and strengths, an awareness of your deepest fears, those debilitating, limiting beliefs and obstacles, and how to deal with them, a deep motivation to change your life for the better, a conviction to show up with boldness and courage in your life and business, and of course, top-notch accountability to ensure that you complete that which you start. If this program feels exciting to you and you'd like to explore whether it is right for you, then I invite you to schedule a time to meet privately with me on phone. The link to book this call is in the show notes. During this call, we will discuss the goals that you desire to bring to life in 2022 and determine whether the next level on purpose group coaching experience can and will help you get the results that you so deserve and desire. When I get to the AMD, I requested they could urgently see me because I, any time I felt like I could literally drop. And she was very kind, but said that I would not see a you know a regular doctor, but they would give me to a trainee doctor because of the urgency. But if I could wait longer, I would see a regular doctor. But I said I don't have that luxury. I'm okay to see the trainee doctor. And as I was waiting for the triage, and then they sent me back to rest in a bed, you know, I I could just in my spirit, I could just feel this. I don't even know what to call it. It's like a premonition. Like I knew something was not right. And I could 
literally see my whole life <laughs> flashing in its own different forms in front of my eyes and not in a way that is morbid. It's just a reality that I was not well and I did not know what this is. And there literally was like, it was like a movie. I was lying on this bed and I was just seeing a movie of my life. And at that moment, you know, I was sort of drawn out of this um, movie that I was watching of my life when this young doctor came into the room and he said that, um, I understand that you need urgent attention. And I said, I'm just not well. And as we, I started narrating to him, he said to me, you look so pale, you look Asian, we need to take blood tests. And I said, no problem, you do what it is that you need to do. That's why I'm here. At that point, my phone rang. And every time <laughs> this happens, you know, as I give this narrative, I just see how everything works out for her good because the phone rang and it was my husband, Fred, who then again, as I said, at that time was my boyfriend. He is a medic. And, you know, he could hear the, he could hear the, 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 my voice. He could tell that something was not right. And I said to him, I'm at the hospital and I'm actually with the doctor right now. And he requested to speak to the doctor. The doctor said, Oh, I'm not sure we can, you know, that we are allowed to take calls. But somehow, uh, Fred was so adamant and the young man took the phone. I can tell you that one action of him picking that phone is what saved my life. Because what happened at that point was based on what he could see and as he shared it with Fred, Fred quickly uh, said to him that my recommendation is that you have had do these specific blood tests. The young man was like, but those are extremely expensive tests and I do not think they are necessary at this point. Fred was beyond adamant. He said, it does not matter the cost based on what she's saying and based on what you've just said to me, those tests are mandatory. Why am I sharing this? It's because it was in one of those tests and we are going to go into this when we meet uh, next week. It was those tests, those tests that saved my life. Let's go back to where I started. It was that day in September 2014 when my life, at the beginning of September 2014, when my life started taking a different route. Things completely shifted, things completely changed. And I want to say this, I had no idea that six years down the line, going to seven years now, I would be sharing this story from a different standpoint. The standpoint of what it means to believe and to have faith that no matter what, you will be taken care of. That no matter what, Everything that is meant to happen in your life will happen. That no matter what, you will be fine. So, let's me tell you this. As soon as the doctor hung up and they said that they're going to put me in for the tests, what transpired is 
they found immediately that I was deficient in blood, that my blood count had gone really low to five points. To those of you who are able to decipher what that means is that literally I was a walking corpse. There's no other way to put it. And the doctors up to today were very shocked because at nine, you are severely anemic. Now, at 5.2, you can imagine what that meant. So they admitted me as they, as they awaited um, the results of the tests that they took. So when we meet next week, we're going to go deeper into what transpired. But let me finish what happened on that 26th of December. That 26th of December, just months after all this had happened, I sat down and looked at my Pinterest board and I knew deep inside my spirit, I knew deep inside my heart that everything that I had put there, everything that I had outlined, the different experiences, you know, the different locations that I was going to travel, that ambition to launch a business, I knew that all that that I had put on that day, the 26th of December, 2014, was not a fluke. I knew that it was just the beginning of something. I just did not know what it was the beginning of. But because I had gone through so much in those few short months, I was waiting to unravel and see what all this would lead to. You know, the envisioning of all my dreams, the hope and the confidence and the positive expectancy that had been injected into my spirit, I knew that it was not to be wasted. And I'm just going to wind this up by saying, out of the depths of my pain, out of the deepest pit of what looked like a situation that was just going to end up in a way that would have been completely different, somehow this phoenix rose up. Somehow, I got out of the ashes and I'm here to share my story. Thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you so much for being a part of this experience. And I look forward to going deeper with the second part of this story when I meet you for the next episode. I cannot wait. For us to really deep dive into what happened next. So I would please request if this podcast episode is speaking to you, this podcast sounds like something totally up your alley, I'll ask you to subscribe, to rate, and to review this podcast. There's a link in the show notes that will show you exactly what to do. Until next time, I will love you and leave you. Bye.